With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reclaim your confidence with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you tired of endless dieting and minimal results at the gym? STL Medical Weight Loss offers a revolutionary program. With their highly effective injectable peptides, these medications have been approved by the FDA for weight loss, and you can lose 20 to 30 pounds in 90 days. Their telemedicine service delivers the medication right to your door, so you have privacy and convenience. Obesity rates are climbing in America. One in two Americans suffers from this problem. So call STL Medical Weight Loss at 636-628-6604 to book your consultation. And mention Tanya and you will get $200 off your first two months. That's 636-628-6604 to book your first consultation. Mention my name, Tanya, and you will get $200 off your first two months. The website is stlmedweightloss.com. I can't wait for you to meet Chris McKenna. I knew him when he was 11. He's a little bit more, well, George Clooney-esque by now, or should I say slightly more sophisticated? All I can tell you is I, really am proud of him. <laughs> I can't wait for you to meet him. He's got some news for everybody too. Some new, brilliant, fabulous news. So don't miss it. Don't go anywhere and come back. We'll just be away for one second. I'll maybe three. Welcome to the show. I am very excited about my next guest. I know I always say that, but I really am. I worked with Chris McKenna on One Life to Live. I'm yeah, not going to tell you. Do the you. math. No, I don't want to do the math. math. A long time ago, a long time ago. And um, now he's a man. He's a really hot looking man. And I don't feel like a dirty old lady or anything like that, but um, I do a little bit, kind of. Anyway. I still think of you that way. <laughs> As a dirty old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Chris McKenna. I'm so yeah. happy you're here. Yeah, I'm glad I to really be here. am. Thank you. I I just I just didn't even know if I was going to be able to reach you. You know, it's been such a long time. I know, I know. But uh, you know, Facebook, and we still have mutual friends. Yes, we I'm do. Glad you did. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've seen you on a lot of shows that I've watched as I raised my children, and I would mm. bring them in, and I would say, you know, he was on One Life to Live, and they're like, oh, that's nice, mommy. Um, I said he played uh, Joey on One Life to Live, and so they'd go back and they'd watch it. They'd go, oh, my God, he looks the same, but a little <laughs> bit older. And I'm like, yeah, he does. Um, more gray. Yeah. <laughs> but you were, just, you were just the sweetest boy, right? So I'm watching. I don't remember, was I? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, and, and you were kind and thoughtful and wonderful, and your mom is still one of my favorite people on the planet. My mom was, uh, is very special. Yeah. Everyone I mean, still you know, sends their love to her whenever they see me and knew me when I was a kid. Yeah, you got, you got, you know, really, you know. Yeah, um, very lucky. 
it says a lot about who you are when you meet your parents, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll tell the story about your mom in a minute, but anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching Lucifer, and I love that show. Great show. I wrote in when they were going to get rid of it the first time. Oh, did you? And I wrote in and wrote in and wrote in, and I started a campaign, and we wrote in and wrote in and wrote in. Wow, look at you. And they didn't get rid of it. I thought it was one of the most brilliant shows on television. Wow. And I thought he was fabulous. And Tom? I, I knew Tom came from Incredible. England, and I knew he did a great job, and I just loved Chloe, and I did, had these great characters, and it was so out of the box and so unusual. Mm -hmm. And and it was about God and the devil, you know, and you can't. I mean, come on, nobody, nobody does a show like that that's funny. And makes it work. And makes it work, I right? Know. They so, originally saw me for Lucifer and Amenadiel, and eventually I was Ben Rivers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they made the right decision. Yes, Those they guys did. Were great. They did, they did. But, my gosh, I just thought, wow, you know, what a great show. You can't let this show go. Yeah. So, um, so I'm watching the show, and you can imagine Joey, my vision of Joey, comes up as this really horrible guy. I mean, your character was horrible, right? You were well. I mean, the, it, it turns out he's being falsely accused. Of but, course, of course. Like yes, all the bad people I've played on TV, <laughs> always falsely M accused, and and uh, thank you, but always good reasons for everything yes. that happened that Indeed. wasn't good. You know, just life wasn't really fair, and I had to make it as fair as I could. You do what you got to do. I know. <laughs> so, um, gosh, so many. This show is about dating, right? Yeah. So I've had so many men say to me, "How do I know you're not acting?" Mm -hmm. You know what my line back to them is? What? I don't act for free. <laughs> well, now I got to use that. Yeah, you got to use that one. So, so, um, so I've said that many, many times. <clears throat> so anyway, so when I saw you on that and you were playing this part, I thought, oh, my God, he's really turned into an incredible actor. Because it's really a lot. It's a lot of justification in your mind, a lot of understanding of where this character's coming from and how this character's thinking in order to make a character like that not snidely whiplash. Not snidely whiplash, yeah. Right, right? you know. <laughs> totally, yeah, I mean. You don't want the, one of these guys. The know? bad guy doesn't think he's the bad guy. Ever. That's the thing. Ever, right? Just misunderstood. Whatever, yeah. Justified. Yeah, his, his priorities are different than others or whatever, however it is. And you keep getting this part. Well, I, you know. I can, Join the club, good at something. Join the club. <laughs> <laughs> It's and a good club to be in. It's wonderful. And you know. I love it. I mean, it's the best written roles. It's so much fun. It is, but you get killed off half the time. That's also true. That's the bad news, right? <laughs> yeah. I kept having to come up with one, some way or other that they wouldn't kill me. But then you just get to pick it up on a different show and be a bad guy somewhere <laughs> well, you else. That. You get to terrorize you get that. I don't find that to be so easy. <laughs> well, with that particular episode of Lucifer, Tom Ellis needed a week off, uh, an episode off for his vacation contractually. So they needed another guy for that episode. Uh, so Tom's only in a couple of scenes that uh, episode which he filmed earlier. So I had to like carry that, you know, they 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 picked me and talked to me about it, and I needed to carry that episode as the leading man. So that was a really cool opportunity. Yeah, it was role. right. Did you get to get naked and get with all those girls? Yeah, but off camera. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that he does on camera with these women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gee whiz. I can't believe the show's not on the air anymore. I mean, I know it's on Netflix, but I mean, it should never have ended. No, I, I mean, I could have watched that forever. Um, and then and then now you're doing NCIS? Yeah, I've been on a Blacklist lot of time. and Chicago Fire. I, I and see you on right these now. things. Yeah. Did you play a nice guy on any of those? 
Boy, let me think. <laughs> uh, in Chicago Fire, I play a real asshole. Can we swear? Here? Yes, okay. <laughs> we're on table, um, or yeah. not even. I don't know I what we're on. I play a real hateful guy. Um, I'm recurring on Chicago Fire. In The Blacklist, I play an evil CIA agent who has betrayed the country. Yeah, so yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Uh, in NCIS, I'm playing a. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't tip it. It hasn't aired yet. But I'm playing a guy they think is bad, but turns out to be falsely accused. <laughs> see? See? There's a good reason for being bad when you're being falsely accused. Right. Right? Exactly. It's true. Who can blame the it's guy? Totally true. I mean, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Three or four husbands in. <laughs> so when you were younger, <clears throat> you're yeah. still really young compared, sure. compared to me. <laughs> Everybody is. Um I didn't ever see you in any of the magazines or anything like serious with somebody. Did you have many serious relationships before this one? Um, well, I had, let's see, in, in my 20s, I had three consecutive three-year relationships. Okay. All serious. I was a serial monogamist. That was how I, I did that. liked things. I did that. I like yeah. that too. Um, it means you're not a creep. I, at least then I wasn't. No. <laughs> um, you only play a creep on TV. And the, well, yeah, but I, yeah, it took me till in my 30s to learn how to be a creep, and that's how I did it. Uh, after that, I don't want to know. Yes, I do. <laughs> after that, then I decided that's enough of always jumping in all the way right away, um, and uh, I started dating casually and started doing all that stuff for the first time, really, and uh, that was fun. In your thirties, in my thirties, so I, I did that um, for many years. Um, a couple of short relationships, a couple that barely made it into the press, um, but uh, mostly fun. always single until fun, fun I met my wife. Well, that's funny because those were your George Clooney years. I yes, that's that's what I heard. Yeah, at the I time. bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> so then, you know, we're talking about online dating a lot mm -hmm. and dating as a grown-up and adult dating um i think it's really weird now <laughs> yeah. very very weird especially after covid um i mean covid changed the world in many ways and i hated it everybody hated it but uh the worst part was the isolation i think mm -hmm. and um not knowing when it was going to end or having being told it was going to end and then being told that it wasn't going to end and being told that we're going to be free and then we're not and then sure. we should get vaccinated and it's going to keep you from getting sick and then you take the vaccine and you get sick as a dog and then da 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 right mm -hmm. and i have a lot of opinions about that but that's for another show <laughs> um but right now i mean it's like uh i don't know how to meet anybody yeah um except online so i went on a few of these things and you know there were people that probably haven't been out of their cave in several years and they decided that i was perfect for them mm -hmm. um so so that was a really weird those were weird those were weird so i'm like <laughs> yeah and i'm sure you were a popular swipe it was a popular so. <laughs> swipe but i i was like how did you really think that this was ever going to go anywhere it made me very nervous and then i looked back at my at my profile to make sure there wasn't anything that indicated where I lived or what street right. I lived on or what my phone number They're was. just dreaming the impossible dream. But I, it was very nerve thank you, but it was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> so then I had a couple of okay experiences, but I never tried any of the young people ones. I never tried Hinge. 
Yeah, which ones did you drive? You mind me asking? I, don't, I did I don't Bumble know. for five minutes until sure. somebody that I recognized from the American film market mm. sent me something and said, didn't you used to go out with so-and-so? Yeah. And I went, <laughs> okay, <laughs> got to yep. get rid of next. Totally. Um, and then uh, uh, Millionaire Match, only because my sister told me that she had been requested to go on that. Mm. And I said, well, I don't want anybody to think I'm a gold digger. And she goes, well, most of these people are millionaires anyway. <laughs> Bronze digger at best. <laughs> <laughs> Bronze digger. That would be me. So um, I'm not a gold digger. I just play one on TV. Yeah. Um, so I tried that. And I did meet a couple of nice people. Um, and then I wanted to know which one you went on. And you said Tinder. I did. Now, I thought Tinder was a let's hook up and not talk about each other again or see each other again. It ever. is, for the most part. I virtually never touch that thing. Um, what I, thing? Tinder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I did. At first, I was really embarrassed about the whole thing. I went on. Occasionally, someone would recognize me, and I'd be like, yeah, but, but cancel that forever. Um, eventually, after years, I slowly stopped having, you know, having my own opinion about it. The stigma about it seemed to stop making any sense to me. I would start going out with people, and yeah, Tinder. There was some I can't even remember them all. Okay, Cupid, just ones. Then Bumble, then Raya. Um, I never heard of that one. Raya, that one is for industry people and successful industry people. You have to, you know, apply. And and yeah, Tinder was mostly for fun hookups, but also. The much better thing about online dating, and one of the main reasons why it will persist and get more and more normal for future generations, is that you get to know more about a person before you ever have to spend a minute with them. I get to find out if they can read, if they if they if they have, you know, can get my jokes, if they have they any sort write. of ambition, if they can write um, anything about them. Um, so that like instead of running into somebody at a bar or a club or getting set up or having to you know meeting someone at work. Um, this is I, I get to know something about them and just go no if it doesn't work. Um, so I like that too. Yeah, it, it's it makes a lot more sense even though it takes getting used to and it's an idea that the whole society has to get comfortable with. But what about the people that just put up like one photo or two photos or they don't say they they or yeah. the photos don't look the same. Yeah. So you don't even know if they're the same person or not. Mm -hmm. I know, and I'm sure a lot of them are just tourists going through and looking. It's something you do on like your off time and look at girls' pictures or guys' pictures. But you pay two hundred seventy dollars, or some not of them, all some of them. Are free. Which ones are free? Okay, Cupid, Tinder. Really? Um, yeah, and the Bumble used to be. I don't know what it is now. Riot did cost money, but um, yeah, it. it, it I, it's still something that the next generation, you know, is going to. That's how they're going to grow up doing you know and that's going to make more sense and i think it'll you know like how would i meet somebody who lived in santa monica if i live in silver lake i would have to have accidentally run into them at a bar or a restaurant that's or true. work with them but what's my problem i always want people that live in florida <laughs> well <laughs> we need a whole app just for that <laughs> people that want to meet people that don't live anywhere near them <laughs> totally should be one for that so tinder was I, I just happened to be glancing i don't even know why i was looking at tinder because i almost never used it um, and I saw this beautiful girl, and she said something funny, and um, we met through that. Um, and I didn't have any expectations of anything, and she was far too young for me. What um, does that mean? How young was she? What does far too young for me? 17 years young, yeah. younger than me. Okay. That's, okay. That's, that was too young. It was a problem. Okay. For me. <laughs> um, um, and it was just casual. 
but then she it turned out that she was incredible and 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 brave and had come to this country alone and was where was she from degree sweden oh and she was getting this degree alone and um in her second language and she was a brave and amazing and had a huge heart and spent more time together and and had the guts to come here and really which was a very brave thing to do it really is and is you know it really is to move living with swedish roommates that she met online here um yeah it was very scary it was scary. you know I, i i thought i was brave and i came to la when i was but this is yeah, my language in my country yeah, me too. right exactly <laughs> she's from somewhere else so this it was um and then she turned out to be amazing and then we COVID came. Um, my, first of all, my family was in a bad car accident. My mother was badly injured. Everyone's okay now. Um, but at the time, it yeah, was we talked about this because your mom is like I already said is one of my favorite people in the world. So yeah, yeah, it, it was. It, I dropped my whole life, and I was going to leave LA for that a while. That says so much about you. You're the right kind of son, you know. She was the right kind of mom. Yes, yeah, she least was. I could be is the right kind of son. Yeah. And then Lavisa, my wife, uh, my girlfriend at the time. I don't even know. If, yeah, I guess I called her my girlfriend at the time. She said, I'll come with you if you want me to. And I was like, really? You're going to go to Connecticut and live with my parents? And she did. And then she was a nurse to my mother and a daughter to my parents and an amazing partner to me. And then we got her out of, uh, got my mother out of rehab just in time for COVID to hit and decimate the whole rehab facility, kill many of the people there. So I felt like she oh had just God. escaped with her life twice. Yeah. <laughs> and I dropped everything, put everything in storage in LA and said, I have to live in Connecticut until this is over. And she said, okay, I'll come. And she got her degree, summa cum laude, online in her second language. Did she like Connecticut? Because that's where I'm from. You know that. She, oh, I did. That's right. Um, she liked my family. And I don't think she loved the, the place. And we were living in my parents' basement. Um, but, but the cold weather she's used to. Yes. And the beautiful But she came to L.A. for a reason. Summer. To get the hell I away understand. From that. <laughs> I understand. But I just love Connecticut. Yeah. I, I, I do, too. I we do. have affection for it. But so she helped. We, we you know, we bonded through the trauma of all that. And I, she's the best partner I could ever hope for. And we're so happy for she's you. She's 29 now. And yeah. we're having a But she'll child. always be hot and always be younger oh, yeah. than you. And you'll <laughs> always keep that in mind. She's got a terrible deal. I don't know. What, I don't think who so. Who talked her into this? I don't horror. think so. I think she's a pretty lucky girl. I do. I think you're a really lucky guy. Too. I'm very I'm really lucky. excited. So we had the ultrasound today. Uh, yeah, we had a second ultrasound today. We saw we saw the baby hopping around in there. It was very cool. I'm so excited. I'll show you the video. I'm, okay, I want to see. <laughs> you know, when I was having children, you couldn't tell anything. It just looked like you know it was this gray kind of picture, and you knew that something there, but you didn't know anything. I know my mom. Now was they almost like they almost tell you what color their eyes are. Yeah. Not so early, but I mean, really, it's. It's crazy. I know. It's so easy for them now. It's yeah. incredible. It really looks like a like a piece of art, like some kind of modern yeah. art now. Yeah, Somebody but... sent me one that was sort of not gray. It was sort of like bronze. Oh, yeah. Like a bronze. Oh, like, yeah, it's like a 3D. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who? what is that? We get that in a couple of weeks. That's uh, so cool. Mm -hmm. So cool. So that's wonderful. Very exciting. So are you guys going to live in Toluca Lake or are you going to live in? Um, yeah. I mean, that's where we are right now. We'll probably live in that area. She works at UCLA. Um, oh, that's far though. Well, she doesn't work. She works at a clinic 
from UCLA. She doesn't work in Westwood. Oh, okay, cool. So she lives, she works in Burbank, uh, Sherman Oaks. Okay, well, I'm going to come by and babysit. And no, you guys can lovely. go out to dinner. I used to live in Toluca Lake. Yeah. I've got friends over there. I love it over there. It's really it's great. one of my favorite parts of town. Yeah, we've lived there for the past eight months, and I love it there. Okay, so when I was getting married and mm -hmm. I was having a child, I doubt you even remember this. What? I don't know what you remember. <laughs> you know, when you're 11, what do you remember uh, about me? Well, not, I, I, I mean, remember your cleavage. You do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about that. That's the biggest sure. compliment I've ever sure. had in my whole life. I was going through puberty on soap operas. It was, it was a traumatic place I bet it was. I bet it was. So the clothes they put me in, oh my God. Oh my God. That's the nicest thing you could have said. <laughs> I think I'm probably blushing. That's really nice, though. Oh, well, it's nice to be remembered for something good. Absolutely. You know? Anyway, so I had this baby shower in mm. Ridgefield. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but your mom made me a wooden potty. That's my right. Daughter. No, I do remember. And she hand painted it. She painted it. the whole thing. And yeah. it's the kind of thing you can bring into your living room with all your friends and go, oh, look at this little potty. What was, what was the theme? What did she Isabella. Paint? Isabella. Okay. Yeah. It was just beautiful. I had flowers and little. She's really oh my god! Talented. It's great. Unbelievable. I, I kept that for years and years and years. It's, it's probably still in storage. I just thought it was the nicest. She's thing. retired from potty making, but <laughs> I think she'll come out of it to make one for my. I bet child. you she will. <laughs> I bet you she will. That was the nicest thing ever, you know. And and um, just everything she ever did was was like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a little brother. Yeah, right. what's going on with him? He lives in Connecticut. He lives right in the same town as uh, you know, in Watertown, Connecticut, where my parents live with his wife and his daughter. Oh, so he's already married. So yes. you're the last hope. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you held out a long time. I did. He 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 gave them uh, you know their first grandchild long before I did. So yeah, so you're in your forties. I'm forty six. And you're ready to you're ready to settle so, settle down. It's about darn time. I mean, yeah, I've been married for years now. We've been together for seven years, it's and a long I'm finally time. having a child. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's really beautiful. You've been married for seven years. No, we've been together for seven years. We've been married for three. Okay, that's cool. We got married during COVID. We didn't get to have a big wedding, so we uh, because of COVID, so, but we had to get it done for her immigration. So we got married at a yoga studio. Um, we will. Uh, what, what position were you in? <laughs> Downward dog. Naturally. Of course. Uh, so we will uh, get the proper. We'll do the proper ceremony where we can get everyone in town from oh, Sweden God. and everywhere. That's awesome. My first two nannies were from Sweden. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They were the nicest people. They were mm -hmm. wonderful people, and we're still in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's 24, and my other daughter's 25, and you need to start looking around for my but, daughters. For your daughters? Yes, you do. Okay. I need. I don't want them on an app. I, want I was going to say, you mean on Tinder? Where do you mean? <laughs> no, not on Tinder. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> yes, we need to start working on that. All right. No. So what are you? So what are you thinking about doing next? Do you do you want to continue to do your acting forever? Do you want to produce? Do you want to direct? Do you want well, to teach? What do you want to do? Uh, I do already all of those things um, to some degree. I uh, well, I, first of all, I produce a podcast that um, I have all the rights to. This. You haven't asked me on. I have not yet. Yeah. <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> Just um, it's this author Thomas Tessier, who is from the same town as me. He's a horror author. Um, oh. And uh, I, he and I have been working together for a while, and I now am doing a podcast on all his short stories. So each episode is a new 
scary short story I of his. Love those kind of podcasts. It's great. I love doing this, and it's but make sure that love. you watch this podcast. We don't have that here. You can That's find right. that. There's lots of those, which not That's especially right. his. What's yours? It's called Thomas Tessier's World of Hurt. Thomas Tessier. Thomas Tessier. World of Hurt. Okay, we got that. Uh, we got that, and I'm also working on uh, producing some films. Uh, of his novels. I've also done two of his audiobooks that I narrate. So you really like this guy. Yeah. A lot. And we've been friends, you know, my whole life. So Thomas Tessier's World of Hurt. Yes, Thomas Tessier. Thomas Tessier. Tessier's World of Hurt. Uh, okay. That's the podcast. And uh, I've also narrated two of his audiobooks, and we're working on getting uh, some of his other work produced uh, in films. So how's he your friend? I grew up with his son, was uh, one of my best friends growing up. I used to spend. We used to spend summer afternoons in Tom's writing room, drinking his homemade beer and talking about horror, which I love. His homemade beer. Yeah. People make homemade beer? They did that back then. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Is that for underage people or all age people? I think he was letting us. We were, it was we were experimenting. Yeah. That's not asterisk. I like that. Um, it was great. And I, I love his work. It's really well written. And he's, you know, big Stephen King and Peter Straub are huge fans of his. He's a writer's writer. Wow. Um, this so, is yeah. going to be huge. I, I hope so. I've been wanting, it's a labor of love. I've been wanting more eyes on his work my whole life. So wow. hopefully that keeps happening, keeps growing like it's been. Um, I also teach, I, I coach. Um, I didn't I work know at that. Joshua Labar Studios in uh, Toluca Lake. I teach a class there and I coach. Um, just something I do, you know, on the side, I just teach one class a week. But you know, I never thought I would ever do that. I hated acting teachers. <laughs> That's why you're yes. probably a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like becoming what I beheld. But so I decided, like, if I'm, I'll do it if I can make the class the class that I always wish I had yeah, taken. Yeah, yeah, I did that so, too. I did that too. Yeah. I had Tanya Walker's Professional Performing Arts Studio in Ridgefield, Connecticut, mm -hmm. and I wanted to just do something for kids. Yeah, I did uh, kids' classes in Watertown too. But go on. They didn't have anything that would teach my girls because we were so close to Broadway. They always need, you always need to have a, a, an audition song and a monologue. Right. So I wanted to send my kids someplace where they could get an audition song and a monologue. There wasn't any place like that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't doing it for the money. No. So I paid for all the scripts. I paid for all the right, the recopies of everything. I paid for the pianist. Then I decided we needed an opening number. And I decided we need a choreographer. Then I decided we need a closing number. And I decided we needed a venue. And da 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 da, da. And we did have a really great class and a lot of fun, but I didn't make any it? money at all. I had a blast. Yeah. I just spent everything everybody gave me because sure. I wanted it to be fantastic. And it was fantastic. That's and the great. kids loved it. And the best thing that ever happened was when this woman came up to me and said, my son, cannot get in front of anybody, two or three people, and have a conversation. And now that he's taken your class, he can get in front of his whole class and entertain the class and, and read and do his, his, his stories and everything. And I was like in tears, yeah. you know, because I did something really good for somebody. Right, that Whether matters. It that was, that yeah, that, yeah, that really matters. There's so many things that we do that really matter in life, but when you choose to be like when I came back to acting, mm -hmm. and I really did leave. <laughs> I really did. I was so gone. Right. Um, uh, I was working for you know all these different United Cerebral Palsy and all these different things. But I was in you know kinder kinder music and stuff with my. I mean, I was really a mom, right? Mm, yeah. So when I came back to this, really recently, it's so self-involved that I just couldn't hardly stand it. I had been so non-self-involved 
for such a long time yeah. and having to worry about my hair, my nails, my roots, my clothes, my waist, mm -hmm. <laughs> my, my, my teeth, yeah. my eyelashes, my, it's not good for your me, health, right? This whole thing. And yeah. it's just so me oriented. And I mm -hmm. thought, my God, you know, this is like totally, because it's not about when you're a mom and a wife, it's not about you at all. I mean, it's always about them right. and what you're making them and what you're feeding them and what the house is supposed to look like for your guests that are coming and for the thing you're doing for your family and your children and your class and sure. your husband's business. And I mean, that's who I was. So all of a sudden, it was just weird, Yeah. really weird. And then with COVID and being alone during those years, mm. um, at least the kids got to be home with me because they'd been in, in school. Yeah. But now getting back acclimated to it, um, I just love doing this because I like focusing on you. <laughs> I like focusing on other people. But I do think that it's it's very important to me to 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 do what God put me on the earth to do, which I know one of the things was acting. I know I've always known that's what I was supposed to do in mm -hmm. music and art. And but I like to travel. Sure. And I got to travel a little bit. Now I get I would like to travel. So I go back and forth about how much I really want work because. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not 46. I know it's hard <laughs> to believe. Um, but you start you start to go, well, you know, how much do I want to work and how much do I want to play and how much time do I have left? I mean, yeah. these are these are the, these are not questions that you need to even think about. What are you talking but about? Eventually, I've had all these questions. <laughs> but eventually, you do think about that. Yeah. But the greatest adventure that you're ever going to have is the one that you're getting ready to have. The drive back from Malibu? No. <laughs> that will be that will also be a great adventure. <laughs> but um there's just nothing like the love that you have for a child. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you just can't believe it. It's like the I was up all night the night that I had my first baby mm -hmm. and I watched her sleep. Yeah. I couldn't close my eyes. I'd waited 37 plus years to have this happen. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to sleep through any of it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So until I absolutely passed out, I just, that was it. I put her right here and I just looked at her all night. But, I mean, you hit on it like it just, we're a self-involved, in a self-involved business. And I've been by necessity self-involved mm -hmm. since I was seven when I started acting. <laughs> so I know there will be a major change that's inevitable when I first look at, you know, my child's face and how I'll never be the most important person to me again. Now, my wife is already more important, but this is going to be something different. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm tired of being self-involved. It's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of boring. I'm just stuck with myself. Like, oh, I know. I know. I didn't used to think it was boring. <laughs> now I think it's boring. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know me. You're sick of me. Tell me, t t let me introduce me to more people. <laughs> so um, on that regard, keep me in mind. Surely. For, you know, me and my daughters mm -hmm. and our futures. Um, and I can't wait to see you again and to see what other wonderful thing you're in next. When is the NCIS that you're on now? Well, I, it February 26, 2024. So soon. Okay. February 26, 2024. Mm -hmm. Watch my dear friend Chris McKenna on NCIS. Thank you. It's been great. You bet. Good to see you, Tony. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.